Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Information jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Zinger Nation? How we doing? How we feeling? It's hump day. Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. Drew showing up in, in, in the office here at Benzinga HQ, Detroit, Michigan, on this fine hump day. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I am killing it, Luke. Portfolio. Hitting a little bit of volatility here. Got some Ethereum. Got some other trades going up and down and sideways. How about yourself, man? This is fine. Uh, here, let, let's just cut right to the chase today. Let's show, pull up the live portfolio and, and, and take a look at how we're feeling. I, I do have a, a trade to close. And I want to make a trade today too. I don't know what, but I'm like, like in like the trade making day here. I'll throw that on the screen, right? Flat day down 300 bucks. Pre- pre- pretty much not notable. But like I said, I've got I've got one trade to close in the live portfolio. I want to make a new one. And so the whole point of this show, guys, this is the power hour. This is the trade idea show. The whole point of today's show is let's work together and and find a stock to buy. Like we can either buy the common, we can buy calls in it, we could sell puts against it, whatever it is. So if you guys have stocks out there, drop them in the chat. Drew, I know, has a couple ideas going, so 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 we'll get to his. Um, also on the show, ticker safe, great ticker S A F E. Sandy Alpha Foxtrot Echo, a safe uh, CEO is, is going to be joining us. Uh, in, in a minute or around 12:30 Eastern, I'm not know what I'm saying. A minute, we got a half an hour to kill. Okay, <laughs> so 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 that's the deal, guys. That that's what we're gonna be looking at. Yeah, CLNE. That might actually be the move. Um, that could be it, or Clean Spark. It might be Clean Spark. We got to talk about Clean Spark today. We we just had the Clean Spark chair on the show yesterday. Take CLSK. Uh, so so we're definitely gonna recap that one today. Uh, and, and talk about a little bit of action there. But, but Drew, I guess let, let, let's do this. I, I'm going to close my two trades uh, right now that, that we made live on the show. Um, and, and, then, and then why don't you take us into a stock idea and then let's grab some of these ideas out of the chat. How's that? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Yeah, like NTLA. That one's on my list today to look at. Open. Somebody's throwing down. I'll write that down. Open. Um, but all right, two trades to close in the live portfolio. Uh, this first one, Tesla, five fifty strikes. Drew, what's the, give me the latest price on Tesla? The trade is a trade we made eight days ago. They don't always go this well. This is like the fastest trade we ever had come to fruition. Tesla's current price is. Uh, <laughs> all right, you don't have any issues on time. this laptop. I got, I got you. you. All right, Tesla, we're, we're at six eighty-six. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we sold the 550 puts last week. Monster run in Tesla over the past week, baby. So so let's go there. Uh, the put selling, it makes us synthetically long the stocks. When we sold the puts, we collected $540 per contract into the brokerage account. 
the the risk we're taking on is that we might have to buy shares of Tesla for 550 bucks a piece. Tesla at 690, unrealized gain on the trade, 89%. So do we have a little close button? Close, submit buy order, buy to close. Boom, we are out of the Tesla trade. Uh, and, and then we, we, we've got a, another thing to do. And I'm going to throw this one out. So let me go back to, to the, the portfolio. Um, but I want to throw this one out. Did anybody follow me into that Tesla trade? It was a hell of a trade. It's like eight market days. We, we gapped up 90% on, on the put selling. Again, the risk that we're taking on is that we might have to buy shares of Tesla at some point in the future. 550 bucks. With Tesla flying, we, we have no risk of that at this point. Um, you know, might as well just close the trade, take the capital, move it into the next thing. But I'm curious if anybody got into that one with us. It's a hard trade to make. You know, you gotta have you definitely have to have the capital, you know. No, you don't, maybe or, or you have to have naked puts being able you to have margin uh, being allowed to sell, you know. That is cheap. <laughs> I, I, I I literally bought a house with the margin loan from my broker. That is it. so cheap. It, it costs here. Let's let's look at this. Interactive brokers. And this is not me telling people to go out and take on a ton of margin. That's a bad idea. I think but uh for the sake yeah. of my point, look at this. So 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 uh up up to a hundred K margin loan is, is one point six percent. So I literally bought a house. I, I took a margin loan from my brokerage against stock holdings, wired that into my chase, and then cut a check out of chase to buy a home. <laughs> if that's I've not house paid hacking, it back, what is? No worries. Okay, we're cleared. <laughs> we're off the margin. I still owe interactive brokers like 11 grand. Right, we're pretty much cleared off the books. Uh, but then I was able to keep everything in the market, right? Saw the market appreciate over the past year. Uh, yeah, this is not investment advice. That That is absolutely true. This is Luke being a little YOLO and, and effing around, um, you know, just feeling a little goofy. It took, you know, so. All right. So, 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 so that's where, where we were. We were talking about the Tesla trade. Um, again, we, we, we just closed that. If you're just joining us, we sold puts against Tesla. We collect the margin. The risk that we're taking on is that we're buying Tesla for $5.50 a share. Uh, the, the way that we arrived at that $5.50 strike, um, let, let's zoom out to daily candles. So here's a chart with daily candles on it. Um, we, we, we saw low, 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 all here right around the $5.50 level. So that, that, that's the chart side of things. We also did the math on the show where we backed into, okay, what, what's the valuation of the company if it gets all the way down to five fifty. dollars and it was a valuation that we were okay entering the trade in. It was basically Tesla just needs to keep up like a 20% clip on sales growth, which it should have clipped. Uh, so so, so that, that that was the deal there. And Manny, yes, it was the first home, okay? And yes, it, it is a little bit crazy, all right? So, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can get in trouble for this, but it's enough time has elapsed that I think it's okay. Uh, Bill McD did it too. He also bought a house on the margin loan. Can you get a margin call on a margin loan? Can you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you they take liquidating like... stocks for you. Oh, that's not fun. And did I get a drill yet? No. Drew, do you own a drill? <laughs> drill Drew definitely does not own a drill. It's funny. This is not the first time you ask me this. I do not own a drill, but I, I have access to a drill if need be. 
Yeah, so so the makings of a true adult are whether or not you own a drill. Neither Drew or I own a drill, so so that's the crowd that you guys are hanging out with. But we think we're fun guys. I think the second marking of being a real adult is that you don't buy a home on margin with, with the margin loan from your brokerage because you think it's funny that you can do it. Part that of the experiment nice. was just saying if you could, if it would work, or if they'd figure that out, they didn't. <laughs> um, but all right, guys, Power Hour Trade Idea Show. Uh, if you're just joining us, the, the, the point of the show today is we're, we're looking for a new stock to add to the live portfolio. Um, you know, we, we, we have a, a pretty much, we're, we're pretty much 100% invested right now. Um, you know, the, this negative balance, right, the, the more than 100%, we've been way, way longer than that before. Um, so, so, so we're looking for an excuse to, to get a little bit more invested, add a new position to the portfolio today. Um, and so, Drew, you had an idea. What, why don't you take it away? And then we're going to grab some of these ideas out of the chat as well. The first couple of tickers that I wrote down that, that came in, NTLA, we got to talk about that one. Crazy price action this week. Let's go through the news and, and get an opinion there. Uh, open, O-P-E-N, we'll look at that. Uh, Confluent, I see somebody's dropping that one in there. So we'll look at Confluent. I don't know that stock. Um, but all right, Drewski, t- take it away. T- tell us what's up. Yeah, I got one stock. Kind of interesting play right here. The ticker symbol is INMD. In mode is the company. And they are kind of in the healthcare space, healthcare technology. All right, this is a one-year chart, guys. Daily candles. <laughs> Beautiful freaking chart. Can you smash the air horns for that one, Drew? Uh, Which one is the air? Is this? No. He's new nope. to this. Uh, uh, I don't know where this air horn is. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there. Did that work? It played, but it didn't work. All right, whatever. So in an interesting company, you know, the chart looks pretty wild, right? Maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know, up, what is that, 3X on the year? Is this thing still able to be bought? Is it too overpriced? Maybe. Pretty interesting stuff, though. They do, like, body sculpting, non-invasive technology, something that I'm not into personally, maybe Lucas. So Luke, if you have any experience with that, let us know. But the company has insane growth, you know, and whatnot. They've they've increased revenue here, I think 62% year over year. Their net income is up 300%. And they're, you know, really becoming a more profitable company and whatnot. So I think, you know, with the reopening play, people are going to want to get out. People are going to want to, you know, show off their body. I think this technology is going to be something that you know so people that's are willing to spend okay. their money more on. So, 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 so you have cheap debt, cash is cheap. You have reopening. I sort of like the the thesis on this one. Let, let's dig into the financials for a second. Let, let's just do a little bit of live action together, looking at the financials. New, come on, Google Sheets. I may have to switch accounts. There we go. All right. All right. So so let, let's see what we're working with. So so we have a market cap of 1.9 billion. Uh so one nine zero zero one two three one two three. All right, there's one point nine billion. Let's make that a dollar value. It's our market cap. All right, let's see where sales are at here. Um all right, so if it's growing quickly, let's take this most recent sales number and let's multiply it by four. So you have 65 million times four. So so we'll say forward sales. 
gonna equal four times 65, one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, what does that give us? That gives us 260 million of sales that they have. So, so let's just get a quick price to sales ratio. Do that divided by that. S&P 500 is around four, so it's not crazy. Uh, what, what's the year-over-year -year sales growth, too? Let's look at that. The but, revenue growth is 62%. Year-over-year. 62%. Thank you. All right. And here, we'll zoom this in, too. All right. So so, so there, there, there's our year-over-year -year sales growth. Um And I want to look at cash as well. Let's look at the balance sheet. Let's see if there's offering risk. So I have 65 million of cash on the balance sheet. Are they cash flow positive? Uh, we want operating activities. There we go. Total cash flow from op. Wow. Crazily cash flow positive. Putting up 25 million a quarter in cash. Holy crap. So there's no offering risk. So, so this is a high growth stock without without an offering risk, basically, right? Yeah. Okay, that's super interesting. So we're putting up twenty five million a quarter of cash. Um, let's go back to the income statement. Uh, let's get their EBITDA. All right, so their EBITDA is twenty seven million a quarter. Let's just run that one too. So we're gonna say forward EBITDA. So we're going to take four quarters times their most recent quarter, 27 million. Let's get their uh, price to EBITDA. Make this a dollar value for everybody. So that's going to be 19-ish times, 17 and a half times. That's not bad, man. It's a nice somewhat value, yeah, somewhat growth. Year-over-year revenue growth. No shit, the stock is up so much. <laughs> So, so, so the turn in the chart. If we go back to the chart, we're looking at we look at a one-year chart daily candles. <coughs> I bet this turn in the chart is when they flipped to cash flow positive because that happened within the past year. And and, mm. and we got happy in the chat is saying that uh, Spencer Israel interviewed them on the IPO date back in April. Um, so, so that's interesting. Um, I sort of like this one. Okay, this one is on the watch list. <laughs> All right, so that's new for me. Lucas putting it on the watch list. We're not buying it yet. We're not there yet. We're not at that level, but you know, steps in the right direction. Love to see it. All right, I'm throwing this one out to the chat. I'm throwing this one out to Zinger Nation. Oh, he's talking about TSP. Okay, not not in mode. All right, sorry. <laughs> I, I fell behind on the chat while I was looking at that. All right, um, uh, uh, but I'm throwing this one out to Zinger Nation, guys. Drew's Drew's stock idea again. We're looking for a stock today. Um, uh, INMD. If you like this one, drop the one. If not, drop the two. You are not, what is it, Switzerland in, in World War II. You're not sitting on the sidelines. Take a stand. Have an opinion. You're not a libertarian. You won't pick one party or the other, okay? We're, this is an active show. Let's get the idea juices going again. If you guys like this one, throw me the one. If not, throw me the two. And, of course, throw me the like. Um, but but generally speaking, I mean, this one looks good. We we have a, a stock that's that's growing sales at a sixty percent clip year over year. It's only at, at seventeen and a half times price to EBITDA. The margin on this things are on this thing is crazy. Um, yeah, you've got a lot of ones in here, Drewski. You, you got you got one hater coming through with the two. But generally speaking, you have some ones in here. So so all right, that that one's on the buy list. We're, we're gonna pull the trigger on one of these by the end of the show. 
Um, let, let, let's hammer through three more. So, so we have about 10 minutes uh, but before our, our first interview. Um, uh, so so let, let, let's go quick. Let's go through NTLA. Let's go through Open. And let's go through Clean Spark over the course of these next 10 minutes. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Let's do it. All right. NTLA, Intelia. Uh, here, here's a one-year chart. Look at this week. Monstrous move on the stock, right? We went, we're talking about where the stock went from 89 to 183 right now. Uh, the news that kicked it off that we got this past weekend, the stock reacted on Monday. Uh, it, it was basically CRISPR news. If you guys heard of CRISPR, that, that, that's the gene editing for, for medical care. It's been like a big Kathy Wood thesis. I don't think she's actually in this specific name. Um, but but do some research on CRISPR if, if, you, has, if you haven't checked it out. Um, but, but the move happened. The stock is continuing to run. We're off the highs of the day. If we zoom into today, we climbed over 200. We're now off the highs of the day. Uh, new news that's out to today uh, that the company dropped an offering on us, a $600 million offering. The stock continued to push higher. That does open up the risk because the market ate up that offering. Uh, that does open up the risk that the company might say, hey, we're going to upsize this offering. And we're going to take it from $600 million to, let's say, a billion or something along those lines. That's not a super precedented thing that happens, but it does happen. That's what happened to Torchlight. All you Torchlight bag holders out there, TRCH. Torchlight dropped an offering. The market ate up the offering. The stock kept going higher. The company expanded the offering. The stock got smacked. So, so, so we we just saw that happen last week. Um, but, but, but a lot of the the price action that we're seeing as well is coming from the analysts. Um, so, so, so let's look at look at some of these price targets. So, so here are the price targets coming coming out of the sell side. Right, these are all updated within the past since that news came out. That this whole basket right here. So we're looking at an average of $140 per share, high of the street at, at 171, low of the street at, at 87. Here, here's my opinion on this one, Drew. Um, in in this this may not be uh the, the this 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 may not be the popular opinion, but I'm just gonna drop it anyways. If we go back to the catalyst, the news that kicked this thing off that came out over the weekend, um, you know, basically you you had the company. I'm gonna pull it up here. It'll make it big for everybody. Uh, but 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 you had the company basically publishing positive data. Um, it, it was an interim readout on their phase one trial. All right, I know this is small. I can't zoom in. Sorry. Uh, but 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 it it was interim data phase one. The data is very promising. But we are still a long way from commercial use. I mean, we're talking a long way from commercial use. At least, at least years, two years maybe. And and so 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 the question to ask is: Is the market going to stay entertained with this news over that period of time, or or how quickly can the company keep the the stream of positive news going? Um, so, so I don't think it's super exciting yet. I think what the company is doing is super exciting. We, we already seen the stock climb, what, 200% plus, uh, over the past three trading sessions. Um, you know, we're, we're off the highs of, of the day. So if you want to hit it as a swing trade, maybe go for it, but, but longer term or a longer term swing trade, I, I think that, that it's, it's less interesting uh, because again, we're we're still a long way from from commercial application. It's not like we're going to be able to say two, three quarters from now, hey, we're generating revenue of fifty million, hundred million off of this. I mean, it's it's going to be years. 
So, so that's my opinion on this one. Again, guys, ticker NTLA is what we're talking about. Biggest gainer of the week. Amazing news for the medical community. From the stock perspective, I, I think a lot of the move that's happened has already happened. And, and so I'm on the sidelines with this one, not, not hopping in. I'm going to throw this one out to the chat, guys. If you guys like this one, Intelia, NTLA, drop me the one. If not, drop me the two. I want to get a sense of where everybody's at. Drewski, what is your take? Yeah, so I'm not the biggest pharmaceutical guy. I think uh, you might know that one. But yeah, right? The information's out. This isn't something that's going to happen next quarter. We got some time, right? So this thing is going to probably be pretty volatile, right? You know, they're burning cash pretty heavily. They definitely have more cash now. Are they going to have to do another offering? What's going to look like in, you know, a year from now? Is phase two going to be good? You know, there's a lot of things happening. And I think if you want to get in this long term, this is not the opportunity to do so. Okay. All right, and, and Drew, how, how are the comments looking? The what, comments what are looking heavy on the two. I haven't seen one one, so I think we're all on the same page here, which could be good, but maybe we're missing out on an opportunity. I don't know. All right, should, should we hit it? <laughs> let, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's look at the option chain. Everyone's saying We've made 200 bucks high. in the live account since the show started. <laughs> I'll take that. Hell yeah. Come on, interactive brokers. All right, Daniel. I'll see if I can get my brokerage going. Uh, maybe, maybe we hit the puts. Hit the puts? We we long the puts or we short the puts? Because you're we going long to, the puts, maybe. to short the puts. They're going to be expensive. Let's see what we're looking at. I'm guessing IV is at 300. percent Zoom out a little more. All right, how far out do we want to go? Uh, it's cash from checks. Um, yeah, zoom out a little more. All let's right, go three so. Weeks. Do they, do they have that? Oh, we, we go out 51 days. They, get, they have quarterlies. Okay. No, they, this was weird. So they got a July, they have an August, they have an October, and then they have a January of next year. Oh, God. Stock's at 180 right now. So if you want to buy the the at-the-money puts, it's 30 bucks. Sheesh. That doesn't right. really make much sense. What about the 160 so, so if we do the 160 the, the price is $17. That means our break-even is – give me the math, Drew. Come on. You're the college student. You got to know this. <laughs> it is uh, 160 minus 17. 143. That's our break-even. Uh, I don't think that makes much sense, Luke. I think you're honestly better to sell the put, collect on that IV crush. Even if this thing moves down, I've done it before. Stock moves against you. I did it with uh, Kodak, remember? Um, Kodak. Stock moves against you. We go and you're what, still what making money. What would you money. sell? The 160? Um, so let's see. So the stock was at $90 before it popped. So if you feel Correct. pretty comfortable, you know, thinking about that, was what's this thing realistically going to come down to? There was a level it's at It's realistically going to come down to one, 120 to 150. Let's say yeah. that's our range. So if you can get, I mean, $30 at the at the current is, is 150 it's not. It's not bad, and that's that's a pretty decent. Fifty-one days, man. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a, that is a long time. If that was a monthly, I think maybe. Here, let's that. see what sixteen days is at one eighty. That's not bad. Nineteen bucks. Hit it. What is the one? Sixteen days. Twenty dollars. So that means one sixties are break even. Oh, that's just giving up today, though. <laughs> 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 I don't think it's happening. What does the one fifty look like? One fifty put. Is there any cash on the table? One fifty is six bucks. That's not bad. Sixteen days at the one fifty. Oh <laughs> You're gonna be sweating. You might be sweating on this. 
<laughs> you like to stop? It's the most stressful thing in my entire life to make 600 bucks on a trade. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, right. I don't think we're taking action on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good move. Maybe if we get some more peer pressure in the chat, we'd, 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 we'd take some action, but... I don't are we know. gonna launch the Benzinga degenerate? This this yeah. is a this is a I feel less comfortable with this trade than buying a house on a margin loan from my brokerage. So yeah, that's called equity and equity. Leveraging. Yeah. All right, <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is the Power Hour. Throw us a like on the YouTube stream. Share the YouTube stream. We're having some fun today. the 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 mission of today's show is we are on the hunt for a trade to make. Uh, I just closed out two trades today that, that we made last week. Uh, I, I, I bought one new stock earlier this week on Monday. We can talk about that when we come back. Uh, but but I, I'm, I'm hunting for a trade. Um, so, so we have a few on the table. Uh, I do want to talk about CleanSpark. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about InMed a little bit more. If anybody else has other stocks, Open, O-P-E-N, we'll talk about that one as well. Um, but, but that's what we're up to. Big interview coming up. We're, we're about to, to be talking to, to Safehold CEO, Jay Sugarman. Really interesting company, almost a, a new asset class that we can think about. Uh, so, so we're going to get to that. And again, guys, if you have stocks, you have tickers that you are trading, drop them in the chat. We'll try to get to them. Try to get some thoughts going. Whoever put in uh, Intellia, good. that was a good one. I think we all needed that to, to just sort of work through that a little bit and see where the market was pricing things in. So appreciate you guys. Shout out to Zinger Nation. And Drew, why don't you try the air horn again? I, I feel powerless without having the air horn button. It says it's playing. It just doesn't work. All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and bring Jay onto the stream with us. All right, all right, everybody. We are joined by Safehold CEO Jay Sugarman. Jay, welcome to the Power Hour. We we are happy to have you here on this this Wednesday. Luke, it's great to be with you. It's ninety six, feels like one hundred and five in New York. So, yeah, but that is a beautiful skyline that you have behind you. I'm basically trapped in a dungeon compared to what you're looking at. So, that, that, that's that's not bad. Uh, wait, and is that binoculars that you have on the table behind you? Yeah, those are my uh, see into the future binoculars. Awesome. Okay, I, I dig it. Um, and and but before we hop into things and, and really dig into the company, could could you just give us a, a quick background on Safehold and and on yourself and you know what what the company is all about? Yeah, we we uh, IPO'd Safehold four years ago uh, with a very simple idea that uh, we could build a really big business by solving a really big problem. And that problem was the old broken ground lease model in the commercial real estate world was uh, completely useless and nobody was paying attention to it. Uh, we took it, we modernized it, we made it customer friendly, and we created this new modern ground lease industry that we think can be a trillion dollar business. Um, so, um, you know, we're and, and, and four years you, in. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we're four years in and things have been good. And, and could you dig into the changes or, or, or how you guys are changing the ground lease industry? I, I, I know that I, I was looking through the investor materials before you joined us. Um, you know, I, I know that, that there's a capital efficiency issue that, that you're solving. But, but if you could just dig in there and give us a little bit more context, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, you have to, you have to think about 
the corporate world and the real estate world and, and see what's happened in the corporate world. You guys know corporations for the last 20 years have been separating their operating businesses from the underlying real estate they use. So whether it's their headquarters or their warehouses or their data centers, uh, they've realized they should be putting their capital into their operating business and saving that precious capital by selling off the underlying real estate assets, which are not, you know, nearly high, high return, high growth, like their operating businesses. And that business, that net lease business in the corporate world is about a trillion dollar business today. And we took that idea that we've actually done for corporations for two decades, brought it over to the commercial real estate world and said, wait a second, a commercial property is a building and land. The building's the operating business. You, you, mark, you design it, build it, lease it, uh, finance it, uh, you know, operate it. The land is just a low return passive fixed asset. And so those two investments are very different. And it turns out the land is worth a lot more to us as somebody who specializes in owning land in the top 30 cities around the country. And it's worth a lot more to us. So if the building owner sells the land to us, they make higher returns with less risk. And that capital efficiency you talked about is a really powerful thing. And we think is going to transform this $7 trillion commercial real estate industry uh, in a pretty uh, a powerful way. Okay, and and so so let me make sure that I understand this right. But but basically, uh, you know, Safehold owns the land that that the building is constructed on, and and then the the company whose business is operating in something other than real estate actually owns the the building itself and, and is responsible for the the maintenance of that building, any new construction that goes on top of that land, everything that's inside that building, etc. Yeah, think think about in the top thirty cities around the country, you have really smart real estate owners who are very good at you know, repositioning their buildings, leasing their buildings, marketing their buildings, designing the entranceways, providing for their tenants. Uh, the land is not the same business. The land is a long-term, uh, very safe, very uh, low beta investment. So it's two really different investments. They have a bunch of operating skills for a building. We have a lot of ownership finance skills around land we can build a big giant portfolio diversified across the country's best markets. They own one piece of land. They can't really do much to make it worth more. So the, the trade here is to make the building worth more, the land worth more, one plus one equals more than two. And the building owner gets higher returns with less risk. We get higher returns with less risk. And suddenly you've, you've actually changed the industry. You've made commercial property worth more by being more efficient with your capital. Okay, and and then is is the core competency that that Safehold has developed then, that that it's it's able to one, uh, you know, just be very good at, at what land to own, and then two, uh, you know, to to put together really efficient financing in order to to own and and then you know achieve return on that land that it owns. Yeah, I mean, think about ground leases historically. They've made these incredible fortunes for, you know, the Duke of Westminster or the King and Queen of Hawaii or Trinity Church here in New York or Columbia University and MIT University because they owned a big chunk of land in a top city. But what it, we've done is take that idea that has created these fortunes 
and added three things. We've made it liquid. We're the first and only public company, uh, the first and only national uh, platform with institutional scale. We've added a diversification. So you don't just own land in one city, you now own land in, in the top 30 cities around our country. And we've created a growth machine by making ground leases better, by making them attractive to the building owners, we're able to do more and more ground leases every quarter. So our product is better, which makes the building owners want it, which allows us to build a growing business, which has really never existed before. Our customers have never had access to the kind of capital we're providing them. And what that does is allow us to give shareholders the first chance really in history to invest in a public company that owns some of the best land around the country. And when we look back in history, we realize those kind of investments have made these incredible fortunes. When you own one piece of land, if we can do this around the country, if we can build a growing machine, if we can make our customers like our product and actually want to use it, then you've got something that's really never existed before. And I think that's really the, the big idea here. And we've been building each individual component and you've seen, you know, obviously some of the shareholder success we've had as each part of that story starts to sink in and people start to realize what we're really doing. Awesome. Yeah. And it's a beautiful chart, a beautiful stock chart. And, and, and Jay, so, so let me, let me, I'm the slow down guy on the show. I always slow everything down. So apologies in advance, but, but, but just to make sure that, that I understand correctly, when you're talking about the, the, the new investable asset that, that people have available, it, it's basically they, for the first time, you guys are providing investors the opportunity to buy into a public company that owns land. And, and so, so you're buying exclusively into the land versus buying everything else that's stock, stacked on top of it with, with the traditional REIT structure. Is that accurate? Exactly. Ground, ground lease means we own the land. We lease it to the building owner typically for 99 years. They pay us rents. They go up every year typically. And then at the end, this is the, the sexy part. Uh, they actually give us whatever's on top of the land at the end of the lease term. So if they've been adding value all along the way, if they've been building a better and better, more beautiful building, at the end of the lease term, all that value comes to us. Okay. And when you own one of those, it's a really good day. And many families have been the beneficiaries of owning one or two of these. What if you could own hundreds of them in the best markets, diversified by multifamily, office, hospitality, industrial, and have the best a machine in the business, getting you more every quarter. That has never existed before. You could barely ever exist in a ground lease because they were quite valuable and nobody wanted to sell them. But now you can do it in a public liquid format in a diversified pool of top tier ground leases that are growing in value. And we can show some really interesting charts on that. But you know, we're still getting people to understand a, how we've changed it for the customers and B, how we've changed it for investors because they've really never seen the opportunity to invest in this asset class before. So build a new uh, ground lease, a better ground lease, created a new industry, this modern ground lease industry, which creates a new asset class, which is this new uh, modern ground lease uh, enterprise that's getting bigger and bigger by the day. 
Yeah, and and so so a question that I've seen pop up in the chat a couple times. The most the the, the most frequent uh, comment in the chat is definitely that you have a great office, which I full full heartedly a, a believe or agree with. Again, I'm like trapped in a dungeon compared to the view that you have. Um, but 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 another question that I'm seeing pop up in the chat is whether you think the market uh, understands the story yet, or if there's more education that needs to happen. And, and ba based on the, the comment you just made there, I'm guessing it falls in that latter bucket of there's there's more market education to happen around this this new asset class that's being available. Yeah, I mean, you know the story. We went public at $20 a share. We said yep. we can build a better ground lease that customers will like, building owners will really like. And it took us a while to demonstrate that, and the stock went to 40. And then we said, hey, when, now that we've built a portfolio, our growing cash flows are really super safe and very valuable. So when we demonstrated that, the stock went to 80. And now we're out in the market saying, we've just gotten investment grade debt ratings. And we're showing that a portfolio of buildings that we get at the end of the lease terms is another very valuable asset that the market isn't focused on. And I think once we demonstrate that, the math says we're worth about $160 a share. And as we grow, that value should get higher. So we think we're not only way below what we're worth today, what the math says we're worth today, but we're even further below where we expect in the, uh, the price to be in the future when we execute uh, the full power of this strategy. So we're, we're still in the early part of the curve. I, you know, I think this could be a half trillion to a trillion dollar industry. Wow. We're by far the largest player, the only public company, but our market cap is 4 billion. So you can see how much opportunity there is and it took a ton to get from 400 million to 4 billion, but we've built all the planks, all the foundational pillars to go from 4 billion to 40 billion. And so this is an exciting part of the curve for us because we think we've shown the customers like the product, shown how valuable through COVID these super safe cash flows that are growing every year are. Yeah, well, that was a question that I had written down. Did, did cash flows change at all during COVID or, or you know, to what degree? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're typically so safe in the capital structure that I always make the analogy between, you know, the surface of the ocean can be very choppy, but if you're 60, 70 feet down below, it's pretty quiet. So we're typically about a third of the capital structure, or maybe a third to 40% of the capital structure, which means we're really, really protected by a lot of capital. And even through COVID, 100% of our rents got paid, no hiccups. And I think that opened a lot of people's eyes that, wait, wait a second, their cash flows are really safe. They're very diversified. They grow typically compounding year after year after year. And they're building up this enormous asset in the background, which is they get the buildings on top of their land at the end of the lease term. How much is that worth? And we started to share with the market that we have a third party go out and value the buildings sitting on our land. And today they're worth between five and $6 billion. Okay. And you have to scratch so your head. Then you're and talking go, about the market cap of 4 billion. And, and, that, and that five to 6 billion, does that include the value of the land as well? Or is that just the buildings no, on top of that's the That's just land? the building on top of the land. Okay. So I think the market's done a pretty good job of figuring out what our rents are worth and that we've created a better customer product. I don't think it's figured out yet. And we're actually just starting to talk about it more because we wanted to prove all those other things out that you have five to $6 billion that you're contractually going to own. 
that's also going to grow in value over time because all these smart owner operators are trying to make it worth more. And our 100 person team is out there trying to create more buildings, more ground leases that we can add to our portfolio. You know, that sort of double uh, barreled growth, the growth at the actual assets we own, plus all the new assets we're, we're getting as part of our new ground leases, that dynamic has really never been available before. There's never been a growing ground lease company. And now that we've put it in the public market, made it liquid, um, you know, I think this is an opportunity for all kinds of investors to take a hard look and go, wait a second, I would have loved to invest it in this kind of land, you know, like some of the churches and universities and monarchies never had a chance to. But that was only investing in one single you know, project. This is giving you a chance to do that in a liquid way across, you know, Portland, Seattle, New York, Chicago, San Diego, L.A., Orlando, Nashville, Austin. Not Detroit yet. That's where I am. We have we'll get, Detroit. We'll you have Detroit? The Ally building. We have the land underneath that. Okay. All right. All right. That's building that's in the city. Land. You got a river view. Okay. You can look Beautiful at Canada building. from that building. So, so when you think about, you know, the, the value that this kind of investment has created on a small scale, we think the value it can create on a massive scale is that much better. And by giving it liquidity, diversification and external growth, you know, this is a different industry. This is a different asset class than's ever existed. Mm -hmm. and, and, a, and a little bit of a technical question coming out of the chat, I think is a good one. Um, is the, the revenue that the company reports, is that is that just the, the lease income? Or, or are you counting revenue as, as the land and the building values appreciate? What, what exactly goes into that top line revenue number? Yeah, so when we sign a ground lease, we know what our rents are likely to be over the contractual term of the ground lease. And what gap accounting asks you to do is figure out what's the yield to maturity that's contractually embedded in your lease. Right now, that's a little over 5%. We uh, show that as revenue um, I think we're over something over $150 million of revenue pro forma. Uh, we don't count the value increases that are happening, but we do track them for customers. We call it unrealized capital appreciation. So when we started the buildings sitting on top of our land were worth 400 million. Today they're 5.6 billion. So that in some respects is earnings, i.e. we had an asset that had $400 million of value and now it has 5.6 but gap does not let you count that got it okay we track that separately for our customers okay uh, it doesn't show up on the p l but i got to be honest with you if i had a you know stock account and it started 400 million and went to 5.6 billion i think i made 5.2 billion dollars yes gap and, and so it. does that hit the balance sheet does, does that capital does uh, that appreciation hit the balance sheet no Nope. Okay, so we, so, we so, separately disclose it, but uh, we're still okay. working with the SEC to say, hey, you know, this is a really valuable asset that our shareholders own. How can we show it to them? Um, yep. So we're still working on that. Okay, and, and, and one more question I want to ask, Jay. Uh, uh, inflation is something that we've talked about on this show quite a bit as of late. I know that you have a note in your investor materials about inflation. Uh, could, could you explain that to us and, and you know, how, how in the inflation environment uh, impacts yeah. you guys or your shareholders? 
this is really really a cool thing about this business so i our typical deal we we get a, a rent payment that rent payment typically grows at two percent a year compounded over a long period of time the lease terms are typically 99 years but we also typically embed a what we call a cpi look back a consumer price inflation look back that says every 10 years out we're going to look back and if inflation was greater than the two percent we were growing our rents we get to act like our rent has been growing at the inflation rate and the rent in the 11th year, the 21st year, the 31st year, and so on, actually jumps up to catch us up, to look back and say, hey, if we've been under growing versus inflation, um, you got to catch our rent up every 10 years. And we typically cap that at sort of three, three and a quarter percent. So we have great inflation protection for the next 100 basis points between two and three percent, and not a ton after that. Uh, but when we look at long-term 50-year studies, we think the whole inflation game is sort of between 2 and 3% on a long-term basis. So we've got really good protection that you know covers us, and then we finance on a fixed-rate basis. So we pick up some extra revenues as inflation picks up. Our cost of debt does not change. So we actually think we have one of the more inflation-resistant cash flows you can, you can get. And I don't think the market understands that yet. So we put something in our deck, as you mentioned, that not only shows our contractual rents, but what would happen if inflation jumped to 3% and stayed there. And I think people are like a little bit surprised how good it is. Um, but you know, we, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna spend some more time sharing uh, how that works with people because I think the reflation issue is a real issue now. Yep, uh, absolutely agreed. And and in the background on your desk, is that a silver bar paperweight? That's gold, baby. That's gold. All right, that's pretty awesome. All right, I'm bringing. All right, I said that was the last question, but I'm bringing Drew on for the real last question. Favorite office item? What is it? I mean, there's a lot going on. We had the bowling pins. We, we got the gold paperweight. We had the bat, the binoculars. I mean. If you had to pick one one item in the office that's your favorite, what would it be? I see this uh, this speaker. It's a speaker. Okay. It looks like a bowling ball, but it's actually a speaker that uh, I worked with some Italian engineer and my brother to to put into the Apple stores, thinking if you put a speaker in Apple, you're you're going to succeed. Lost all my money in a year. Didn't sell any. Damn, it, it was actually in the Apple. Very humble. Even good ideas don't don't necessarily succeed. You need you need luck. You need perseverance. You need insight. Um, so even even the you know keep that around because I thought it's a brilliant speaker. It sounds beautiful. It looks beautiful. Couldn't sell. Them. All right, I would buy one. <laughs> I'm going to send you one. Yeah, if you have extra, I'll... I'll get a warehouse of about a 1,000 of them. Okay, there we go. All right, yeah, I'll, 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 we'd gladly take one off your hands. But, guys, uh, there, there we go. Safe hold ticker S-A-F-E. Uh, CEO Jay Sugarman joining us on the Power Hour, taking us through the business, explaining, Jay, I really appreciate you being patient with me. Like I said, I'm the slowdown guy, and I asked you multiple times for clarifications, and you didn't get frustrated, so... So thank you for, for taking us through the business and, and explaining it, how exactly it works. Looking forward to come back when this next piece happens. It's going to be exciting. Awesome.
Alrighty, we 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 will be looking forward to that. Take care. All right, Drew, how was that? That you got was a cool amazing. background. You got the downtown Detroit there, not nearly as cool as his. I'm trapped in the effing dungeon today, but whatever. Put him, put him on wish. Luke, you, you love the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I do love the dungeon. I was guys. Here's the real truth of why I'm in the dungeon today. I definitely wasn't feeling it. I didn't want to do the power hour that happens about once a week. Okay, put on a brave face, and then all of a sudden I saw Drew, <laughs> Drew in the office. I'm like, Drew, you're doing power hour today. <laughs> And then once we get going, I always wake up and have some fun. But all right, uh, Didi, open for trade. Four minutes ago, chart is up on the screen. There we go. One minute candles. One, two, three, four of them. Uh, stock's not doing a ton. The market hates China. Look at Alibaba. That stock hasn't moved. Look at Huya. Yeah, the market definitely okay. hates China right the now. The market hates bit. China. So, 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 so there you go. There, there's Didi. Not not a crazy open on the IPO. We we see that that it priced at fourteen dollars per share per our trusty Benzinga Pro. Um, right right now we're sitting at sixteen twenty three. I don't know what's up with my chart. Is this thing not trading, or or is my chart screwy? There we go. All right, here's maybe a better chart. Sixteen seventeen is is what we see on it right now. So I don't know if anybody's getting in this one. I don't really trade IPOs on the first day. I leave that to my good friend Matt Hammond. He he knows what's up. If he coaches me through one, I'll hit it. But but other than that, uh, I, I I don't trade them. So uh, I'm curious, guys, if any of you are trading Didi. This is the Uber of China, correct? Is that's what it is? That is correct. Let's go to their website. I bet it's a good website. <laughs> I always appreciate a good website. All right, how how, how you like this one, Drew? Ooh, yeah, I uh, told you it's a good website, man. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. I say, I knew it was gonna be a good one. That kind of looks right. like the Uber logo. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got DD Express. What else? We got DD Premier. Yeah, DD Taxi. Pitch. Wow. Enterprise Solutions. Bus. Wow. Uber doesn't have a bus. What's up with that? Designated driver. Does this mean? He comes, picks you up, and takes your car. In case you're a little too wasted. Oh really? That's amazing. <laughs> is that yeah? Okay. All right. I'm long the stock. That that is innovation in the market right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let, let, Uber's got to step up their game. Other names before we run out of time. What'd you say? <laughs> I said Uber's got to step up their game. What's going on? No bus or designated driver. Yeah, I, I want this the was designated driver. The best country in the world. What's going on? Uber? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Global footprint. Okay, so here's the countries in the We're left in California. Side, but it's not to see. All right, it's interesting. Um, but all right, let's look at OPEN. I think that's open table. We got that one in the chat. I, I don't really know the co oh open door technologies. Okay, what does the company do? Digital platform for residential real estate. Dang. Okay, if we, we could have asked Jay about this, everybody knows it. <laughs> Um, it generates revenue through home sales. My opinion is that the housing market is so hot. I don't know how much hotter it can get. Um, uh, you know, so, so I don't know. I, I, I like, I don't have a, a really a full thesis. What's so funny? <laughs> this comment, does he wear his helmet in your car? <laughs> does he put his helmet in <laughs> We're talking about DD, DD's DD service designated driver. Uh, I thought I literally okay. This is 
This is maybe how, how my brain doesn't think as how it should all the time. I thought it was if you got too shwayzy, they would bring you a bike so you could bike home. <laughs> Which sounds that, like a blast. That might work well. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, there's nothing better than biking home from the bar, okay? You feel so free. But uh, you, highly illegal, just like buying a house on a margin loan from your brokerage. Um but but open door technologies open housing market is already so hot i don't know how much hotter it can get it looks like that's what you need to push this stock so so i don't have a huge bull thesis on it uh, i'll throw it out to anybody else um i don't know if anybody has more clarity on this one to, to me but 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 i don't know a ton about it drew yeah. any take yeah i think uh residential real estate is definitely hot um i, th I like irt I i've been into that uh, REIT for a while. It performed pretty well. Multi-family housing. So, uh, All right, yeah. 4%. See, see I liked, let, let's throw this one out to the chat. So we just talked to, we talked to Safehold, right? J, J Sugarman, uh, ticker S-A-F-E. Where, where is everybody at with that one? Safehold. One, one, one if you like it, two if you don't. I'm, I'm like a one. I think it's definitely interesting, right? It's not where I'm putting my my... You know, it, it's a different trade. It's not a swing trade, right? My swing trade dollars aren't going into here, um, but 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 I absolutely absolutely think think it's an interesting real estate play. Uh, this one, Rocket, people are throwing out there. I still have a bull thesis on Rocket. I haven't given the bull thesis. All right, so we're not doing Clean Spark today. We're gonna run out of time. I've got a whole <laughs> thing I want to do about Clean Spark, so we'll do Clean Spark tomorrow, guys. So hit subscribe. We'll, we'll talk Clean Spark tomorrow, and I'll go through my thesis on that one. Uh, but Rocket Company sticker RKT Romeo Kilo Tango. They are in the same building that I'm currently in. If I were to go up eight stories, I'd be at, at Rocket Company's headquarters. Um, Here's the bull thesis on this one. They're the biggest mortgage lender in the company. That's pretty much the only space that they, they have uh, uh, exposure to. They have the machine set up, right? I mean, they have literally thousands of people selling mortgages. They, they know how to generate leads for mortgages. They know how much they can spend on leads versus how much they're earning off of them. Super, super, super crazily cash flow positive business. I think there's no reason why they can't get in, into other personal finance topics, even operate as a bank at some point. Right, mortgages is, is is the home is is typically the most valuable asset that people have, um, and 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 so for that reason, that that that's why I like Rocket Companies, um, and and I'm bullish on the stock. Christian in the chat saying that they need to issue a regular dividend, um, but yeah, yeah, Rocket Companies absolutely one that that I like and I'm bullish on. It's a long term holding. It's not a swing trade. Um, you know, here, here, here's our four quarters as a public company. When you get that year over year, when they report late August, early September, again, long-term portfolio, definitely have rocket tucked in there. Great pitch. Right. What else? Any, anything else, Drewski? We're, we're, we're at our time and Neil Hamilton's going to climb through the stream and choke <laughs> us out. If we don't get off soon. Oh no, that would not be great. Um, do we want another ticker or no? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I saw Zillow in the chat. I also just purchased a few more. No, I no, I've got a bear thesis on Zillow. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think you should go first. Uh, but um, I'll, I could talk. So, right, kind of disrupting the whole. Okay, ZGZ. Um, 
disrupting kind of the realtor market in my eyes, right? Are people going to go to a realtor one day and pay, you know, 2% um, fee for just buying a house? Are they going to go on Zillow, click a button and just buy it straight through Zillow? So I think there's a pretty interesting uh, thesis there, but uh, I'd love to hear what uh, Luke has to say. All right. Here's the bear case on Zillow. Okay. They pull this shit with the double tickers. Enough is enough. Zillow used to be just Z. Okay. Z. Great ticker. Okay. Th then they, they changed their primary ticker over to the ZG. One, Z was way cooler than, than ZG. Two, now we have to keep track of both tickers like Goog and Goog L. Google can do it okay because it's freaking Google. Uh, I mean, Zillow is not at that level yet. I wasn't happy when Google did it either. So so that's my, my joking uh, bear thesis on Zillow. Ticker case made. Vegas in the chat <laughs> representing and getting behind me on that one. Generally speaking, I, I do think Zillow is an interesting company. They, they've delivered on sales growth uh, in a massive, massive way, right? Look at this most recent quarter. So Q1 this year, they put up 1.2 billion from 1.1 billion from 450 more, 4 million, right? So, so if we look at the past four years, 300 million of sales to 1.2 billion of sales, they've delivered in a major way. Yes, I think a lot of disruption is going to be coming to the real estate market. They make the transition from generating leads for their agents over to actually serving as the agent. They take it all vertical. I think that's absolutely in the cards. We're probably a long way from that. Um, but but fundamentally, do like the company, do like the stock. I'm not in it. But the ticker thing is bullshit. And so for that reason, that, that's why I will always come out against that one. Okay. Uh, and, and shout out to Vegas in the chat call, calling out the 108 level of support. Yeah, look at that. This is our daily candles, guys. Here, here's, here's 108, 106, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, maybe these three count seven, eight, at least eight or 11 candles, uh, with that 108 level. So, so absolutely some support there without further ado, guys, I'm a sign off and pass it over to my good friend, Neil Hamilton for our get technical show. If you like technicals, you, you like swing trade setups, that's what Neil's going to be taking you through. So stay on the stream, smash the like button. Uh, and we will see you all soon. Also, somebody posted in the chat that Bill Cosby was released in jail. I don't know if that's true. I just did a quick search. I don't see it. So that would be surprising. All right. Peace. <laughs>